You didn't just add something new to yourself. You weren't just given something new. You are new. The work of salvation that happened in the past didn't just happen and it was over, but instead it keeps happening and will keep happening for all eternity. This is what it means to serve an eternal God and have eternal life. We are perpetually in a never-ending state of new life. Stop clinging to the old. Stop trying to recollect your former self from the waters of regeneration. It no longer exists. I want to look today at the passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 16-17. through 17. These two verses are so incredibly rich in revelation. Enough revelation to change the entire course of your life. This passage could so set you free that you will never pick up another self-help book again. You will never go to another self-help conference ever again. Being so set free from the reoccurring nightmare of one step forward, two steps back. In fact, there's enough revelation in this passage to cure anxiety, fear, depression, past traumas, as well as prevent you from falling into the deepest, darkest, thorny pits of self-despair in your future. You say, that's a bold statement. It is. And I stand by it with every fiber of my being, for nothing is more true to me than the life and transforming power of this passage. Hundreds of self-help books, dozens of motivational conferences, three times walking on thousand-degree hot coals, years of anguish and slavery to pacifying therapies, pain in childhood, pain in, deepest ca- in the deepest cavities of the soul from the death of a child, relentless pain in the physical body from a chronic illness, pain in the spirit from a distorted view of God. But I'm not here to talk about myself and my journey other than to bear firsthand witness to the transforming truth recorded in these verses. This regularly quoted passage has in in some sense become a Christian platitude because if we truly believed it, and by believe I mean lived as though it were true, our whole lives would change. And so I ask that you listen with fresh ears. Suspend your disbelief that this is just another self-help method resulting in only a temporary relief. For you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Pretend you're hearing this for the very first time, so your jaded and bruised heart doesn't rob you of all this powerful truth. Listen closely, because this is God's word to us. And even the most calloused heart is no match for the piercing word of the living God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16 through 17. He says, Therefore, from now on, we recognize no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him in this way no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. He says, we recognize no one according to the flesh. We do not regard, we do not see, we don't know, we don't even recognize you according to the flesh. That is, the person who existed prior to the transforming work of Christ in your life. One of the most powerful, undeniable realities of true regeneration and salvation is to look at yourself and not even recognize yourself. The supernatural work of God that removes the scales from our eyes and suddenly we can see. 
Look at verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. Notice first, he says, if anyone is in Christ. And since we are all hearing this again for the first time, we should make it clear that in Christ means those who are born again. It means that you have placed your faith in his finished work on the cross, dying for your sins and his resurrection to life. He says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The word new is the Greek word kainos, and it means qualitatively new or holy and totally different. It is not simply something that is just new to you. Rather, it, rather it is a new you. You didn't just add something new to yourself. You weren't just given something new. You are new, newly created. So what happened when you were made a new creature in Christ? He says the old things passed away. What old things? Everything associated with your old life. The old stony heart replaced with a new fleshy heart that is open to and desirous of God. Now I want you to see this in its full richness. The words passed away are in the aorist tense in the Greek, which is kind of like our English past tense, except it's so much more than that. The aorist tense is something that has once for all been completed. It's done, it's gone, never to be found again. It's as if you took a thimble of water, dumped it into the sea, and I asked you to recover the same water molecules a second later. The old has passed away, never again to be recovered. Look at the next part of the verse. Old things have passed away, behold, new things have come. We just saw in the aorist tense that old things have once for all passed away, but new things have come. It sounds like the aorist tense or the past tense, but the, in the Greek, it's actually what's called a perfect tense. And the perfect tense emphasizes the present and ongoing result of a completed action. The present and ongoing result of a completed action. In other words, the work of salvation that happened in the past didn't just happen and it was over, but instead it keeps happening and will keep happening for all eternity. It's as if the thimble of water I mentioned earlier that you tossed into the sea can no longer be gathered because it has become a totally new body of water. Every second of every day, it becomes new. This is why you can't lose your salvation, because you can't sin fast enough or deep enough to outrun the renewal that is happening over and over and over and over again. This is what the perfect tense means. This is what it means to serve an eternal God and have eternal life. We are perpetually in a never-ending state of new life. He continually is keeping us in a state of new life. Our salvation is unfading. It never grows dim or becomes old because it is incorruptible. It never ages as we are always and infinitely being made new. Whether you know it or not, this renewal is happening every moment in your spirit and you should and can walk in this. Romans chapter 6 verse 4 says, We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. 
It's saying the same thing here. Your old life died with Christ, and just as he was raised from the dead, you also were raised, so walk in newness of life. Stop clinging to the old. Stop trying to recollect your former self from the waters of regeneration. It no longer exists. If we could only believe this truth, I pray that we would put our faith fully in the truth of God's word and walk in it. May the power of the Holy Spirit enlighten you to fully understand the greatness of our God and this unfathomable salvation he gives us. God has made us new. This means our identity, which not only changes how we see ourselves, but it changes how others see us because a new identity produces new behavior. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 22 through 24, in reference to your former, former way of life, you are to rid yourselves of the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lusts of deceit, and that you are to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and watch this, verse 24, and to put on the new self, which is in the likeness of God, which in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. And so we are to put on our new identity because the old identity has passed away forever, once for all. Galatians chapter 3, verse 27 says, For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Romans 13, 14 says, But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. Galatians chapter 5, verse 24 through 25 says, Now those who belong to Christ Jesus crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also follow the Spirit. You know, one of the hardest parts of putting on the new identity is breaking the chains of maintaining your old identity for those closest to you. In our society, we don't like someone that changes overnight. We would say they're unstable or inconsistent, a flip-flopper. And so many times we pump the brakes on our transformation so we can ease into our freedom because in the back of our minds and in the minds of those closest to us, we think it's just another temporary fix. You have been raised from death to life. This is no temporary fix. How better to show God's power than to allow it to make immediate change in your life? We don't need years of looking into our past to see what's wrong with us or to try to figure out what is wrong with us now. What's wrong with us is that we aren't fully aware of what God did for us in this redemption. We can be so free that just as Paul said, we don't even recognize them according to the flesh, so also we don't even recognize our past as being, past as being attached to us. Your past isn't you, nor did it create who you are today, for you have been made a new creature in Christ. This is why I believe that therapy and self-help is one of the greatest tools of Satan, because it's designed to keep you in your problems, always looking within yourself or in your past for the answers. Jesus is not your therapist. He's not your self-help guru. He is your redeemer. And he bought you out of slavery to sin and made you completely new. Colossians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10, it says, See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception, 
according to the tradition of men, according to the elementary principles of this world, rather than according to Christ. For in him all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form, and in him you have been made complete. Philosophies, therapies, self-helps, empty deception, the traditions of men cannot free you from your past, but you have been made complete in him. In closing, I want to direct your attention to Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7 is a very popular passage of Paul where he's warring with his old identity, his flesh. He says, I do the things I don't want to do, and I don't do the things I want to do. And we can all relate to this as believers. We feel the fight between our old identity and the new identity. Concluding this thought in Romans chapter 7, verse 24, Paul says, O wretched man that I am, who will set me free from the body of this death? The words body of this death come from a tradition of an ancient tribe near Tarsus where they would tie the corpse of a murder victim to its murderer, back to back, allowing its spreading decay to slowly infect and execute the murderer. This is amazing imagery of the horrors of being made new but still being strapped to and dragging around this sinful and decaying flesh. The flesh, your old identity, is always trying to seep in and corrupt you. And so what's the answer? Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. We live by faith in his finished work that old things have once for all passed away and been crucified with Christ, and we are now new creatures in Christ, being renewed moment by moment by moment. I pray that you would yield to the power of the Holy Spirit and be free of the past and walk in newness of life that has been purchased by the precious blood of Christ.